0: Hey everybody, Brian McClanahan here. Are you looking for a great educational website? Then go to McClanahanacademy.com. That's McClanahanacademy.com. Enroll free of charge. Get a free class 10 minutes of American history when you do enroll. Look, I've got awesome classes there classes on the Constitution, classes on the Civil War, classes on secession, classes on American history. A whole slew of great stuff just waiting for you. Go to McClanahanacademy.com, enroll. And get a real history education. Will Trump go third party if he doesn't get the Republican nomination? We'll talk about that on this episode of The Brian McClanahan Show. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to The Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to The Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to be back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. Like my Facebook page and subscribe to my YouTube page. We you can watch this podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While, while you're there, give me that email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, free audio book of the same title, Red ball Yours Truly. Support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com. You've already heard about that. But if you're listening to this in June of 2023, Just use the coupon code JUNE. Get 25% off every single class at McClanahan Academy. And you're going to want to do that in the month of June 2023 because in July of 2023, we're all going to see a price increase. So you want to get these classes at the lowest price you're ever going to get them again. So use the coupon code JUNE at checkout. Purchase any class, 1 or 20 or 10 or whatever you want to do. Use the coupon code JUNE and get 20% off every single class 25% I'm sorry 25% off every single class even better than 20% 25% you can also support the show by clicking on the support tab at brianmclanahan.com you can throw a few pennies my way that way you can click on the uh, super thanks button under the YouTube video if you want to support me that way throw a few pennies my way of course you can always rate review and subscribe to the podcast let people know you love it share it around on social media leave it that five-star review leave a text review wherever you can comment on YouTube for the algorithm All these things help more people see and hear the show. All right. Well, we've got a really interesting topic here. Will Trump bolt the GOP and run third party? Now, almost a year ago, (laughs) I did a show. It was episode 699 on a potential third party. Would a third party destroy or at least upset the 2024 election? And at that time, I was talking about a fusion candidate like a Liz Cheney getting the nomination and getting enough votes from the uniparty, the Democrats and Republicans, to really change the way we think about the 2024 election. And the the idea was that Trump would maybe get the nomination of the Republican Party, but then Republicans would bolt, the establishment Republicans would bolt and vote for another candidate. They would go with someone like Liz Cheney, or maybe even vote for someone like Joe Biden, who certainly is, a uniparty candidate. And I mentioned on that particular podcast that there's nothing different about Joe Biden in any neocon position, any establishment position. It's all the same. We've seen it with this debt limit increase deal. We know what's there. I mean, this is, you've got people, the pundits now saying uh, that sanity has come back to the Republican Party. Why? Because they've moved to the center. And you've got the, the outliers, the people like Chip Roy and others who are now seen as the bomb throwers, but they really don't have much impact anymore. And you even had people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Thomas Massey vote for the debt limit increase. And Massey's argument for it, I think, was the most nuanced and interesting. And he said, look, the only reason I did it is because we're going to get this anyways. And at least in this bill, we have to have 12 appropriations bills now. We can vote on them separately. There's no more omnibus bills. So that actually is a win. If you look at the Confederate Constitution, every single... Spending item had to be enumerated, and then you could the president could line out and veto these things. But at least every single spending provision had to have a, every dollar had to have a home, right? I mean, that's kind of the way you think about it. Well, in these 12 appropriations bills, uh, you could see that you know maybe one's bad and they don't vote for that, but they vote to fund defense spending or they vote to fund whatever it is. So they're going to fund different parts of the government, but not all parts of the government moving forward. So we'll see how this all works out uh, for the Congress. But Massey voted for it; he's not a, a um, an establishment Republican, but I think he was happy with this idea of breaking these things up. And and Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, supported that position as well. So we saw though the the impact of the Uniparty. Now Trump or even a Ron DeSantis. I mean, there's there's people that think Ron DeSantis might be just another type of of Trumpian candidate, though the two camps don't get along. Uh, Trump is is doing some things and saying some things that uh, show that it's all really about Trump. And that's why Trump running third party is a real distinct possibility. I'm not so certain that the Republicans don't get enough of Trump and don't nominate him, but he's going to have a lot of support anyways. And so at that point, with Trump being all about Trump, I can certainly see Trump running third party. He's done it before. I mean, Trump was a major supporter of the Reform Party. And um, Trump would have enough political clout to be a player like Ross Perot was a player back in the 1990s, in 92, for example. I think Trump could pull that kind of support in a 2024 election scenario where you have a Ron DeSantis get the Republican nomination. Donald Trump doesn't get it says, I'm out of here, bolts the Republican Party, and then pulls his supporters with him. And then, of course, at that point, you also have Joe Biden. Well, the Democrats would eat this up because they are going to renominate Joe Biden, I believe. I don't think there's any obstacle to that. You've got Robert F. Kennedy Jr., um, who made a little splash for a moment, but I don't think he's really going to get uh, that much support from the Democrats, even though he has the Kennedy name. And But he takes some positions on things that are so anti-establishment that I don't think they would vote for him, uh, and then you have um, some other uh, interesting people that uh, might uh, get in the throw their hat in the ring, and some that are polling yeah, maybe five or six percent, but certainly Biden is uh, is not going to miss out on the Democrat nomination. He wants it. I think the Democrats will get behind it because Biden really is just a figurehead at this point for the Democrats. he, he doesn't. I think in the in the in the deal that they cut with Republicans, I think Biden did have a lot to do with that. And you had progressives who were not happy with it, uh, but there were very few of them that actually voted against it. So the progressive wing of the Democrat Party has been silenced. The right wing of the Republican Party has been silenced, and you have the Uniparty back in control again. This is what Biden always wanted. I mean, Biden is a career senator. He's a career politician. He just wants power. And he just wants to sit in the White House and have President of the United States on his headstone when he dies. And that's it. That's what Joe Biden wanted. And that's what he's going to get again. I've said before, I'm not so certain Joe Biden loses in 2024. I don't know if the Republicans are going to get enough to get him out. And particularly with this now off the table, there's no more threat about a debt limit increase or anything else. They're going to leave that to 2025 after the 2024 election. I think the Biden campaign, the Biden camp is going to do all they can, the administration, to ensure that they try to prop up the economy long enough so that they don't get voted out because of an economic downturn. And generally, Americans have become accustomed to inflation. I mean, they've just started to accept it. And so interest rates are up. doesn't matter. Uh, We are seeing, you know, leveling off of the housing market and some things, but people are still buying houses. Things are still going on. We're just, it's really going to be interesting to see what happens in this entire process. But there is a piece at the Hill, it's an opinion piece about Trump running third party. Now, again, in episode 699, I talked about Donald Trump running third party. And this is from Mark Jarmuth, uh, whose title is Why is DeSantis running when Trump will just bolt the GOP if he loses? So why is this guy run? Why is Ron DeSantis running when we know what's going to happen? Trump is going to bolt the GOP, and if he bolts the GOP, will the Democrats win? I don't know if the Democrats won't win anyways, and I think they have a really clear shot of doing it. Um, So the the question is, if if DeSantis knows this, why is he even sticking his hat in the ring? Well, let's get into the piece, and we'll talk about some of this. So he says, during the 2008 presidential campaign, former President Clinton made a fateful prediction. Hillary, he said, would face her biggest challenge in the primaries and not in the general election. So Bill Clinton says that the biggest obstacle to uh, to uh, Hillary Clinton's path to the White House was the primaries. We all know what happened in 2008. She didn't get the nomination. Barack Obama got the nomination. People didn't like Hillary. So they didn't go for it. Now Hillary, as a dutiful Democrat, didn't bolt and go third party. She could have, but um, at that point, I mean, she was the one that created the the birther movement with Barack Obama. It was her campaign. They were questioning whether Obama was born in the United States. Uh, Bill Clinton complained about the Obama campaign playing the race card on him, and of course, that to Clinton, who was the first black president, that was a threat. You know, when when you call Clinton a racist. When he is the first black president, uh, that's a real problem. You know, they, they played the race card on me, and I didn't know what to do about that. Uh, Hillary out there, she, she, uh, she was just being uh, you know, abused by the Democrats. Nobody really liked Hillary. Uh, they didn't really want me in the White House either again, so they played the race card on me, and uh, then they played it on Hillary, and so that caused all kinds of problems. And so Bill Clinton and the Clintons never got back in the executive mansion. There was too much baggage there. Now, Obama could get back in the executive mansion. I mentioned before that if Michelle Obama ever decides to run for president, they're winning. Obama's back. I mean, they should just uh, start packing their bags at that point because I don't think there's any way Michelle Obama loses. So uh, that's also in the Democrat you know pocket. If Joe Biden wins in 2024, I think you really could see Michelle Obama run in 2028. You would have another, uh, I think, easy... You know, 12 years of Democrats in the executive office. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any way that would be not the case if Michelle Obama decides to run, and she's still going to be young enough to do it uh, and not have any age baggage or anything else. I mean, of course, she could run later on, but uh, DeSantis doesn't win against Michelle Obama. I don't care if DeSantis is the incumbent. Let's say DeSantis runs in 2024, and he gets the nomination, and he wins, and he beats Joe Biden. He doesn't win in 2028 if Michelle Obama runs. There's, there's no question. Trump, of course, could be, you know, the guy in 2024. Maybe he wins. I don't think he does. I think the Democrats will do all they can to keep him out of office again. Even though everything they've said about Trump in terms of Russia collusion and all these things, it's all been proven false. Uh, but it doesn't matter. They still use the same narrative anyways because they know it, it it has a political impact. There are still dopes out there in America that believe this stuff. So why not keep saying it? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it is a lie. Trump lost. Trump's going to lose. They don't care. The Democrats play hardball. The Republicans don't. But Trump gets in. And again, the, the Democrats then what I think win in 2028. But let's keep going with the piece. For Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, the reverse probably will be true. The general election will be the more difficult of the two. That's because he'll be running against just one president in the primaries. He'll likely face two in the general election if he even makes it that far. So what Jarmuth is saying, look, in the in the primaries he's got to run against Trump, in the general he'd have to run against Trump and Biden, and he probably wouldn't win. So this, if if DeSantis somehow, and DeSantis has come out with an anti-interventionist foreign policy statement, whether he believes it or not, I don't know. Uh, DeSantis has uh, taken some positions that are seen as, you know, rather, uh, you know, Trump esque. But then also DeSantis, while he was in Congress, was pretty much a run-of-the-mill vanilla Republican establishment guy. And I think he has that kind of, of uh, reputation, even when you have people like Jeb Bush, who's talking about supporting Ron DeSantis. I mean, there are there are establishment Republicans that will support Ron DeSantis because he's not Trump. And therefore, uh, Ron DeSantis would be a preferable candidate because Trump is so unpredictable. I mean, he, he He throws his own people under the bus because he's all about Trump. Former President Trump hasn't said pick me or I'll bolt since he launched his 2024 campaign. Not in so many words, anyway. He's implied as much, however, more than once, including last December when he subtly teased a third-party run on his Truth social website. Now again, eight months ago, I talked about this before Trump even said that. I talked about this. Trump, I think is the only candidate that would run third party at this particular point. And Trump doesn't care if the Republicans don't get it. He doesn't care if Ron DeSantis doesn't win. We've already got Joe Biden. So what would he care if Joe Biden wins? He doesn't care. What Trump wants, of course, is Trump back in the White House. He doesn't care what the collateral damage is. He doesn't care what anybody else does. He doesn't care what his policies are, how to flip-flop or do anything. Trump doesn't care. Now, he's saying a lot of the things that he said before. He's saying he's going to do X, Y, and Z, and a lot of conservatives are eating this stuff up because some of the things he's suggesting, I mean, these are substantial things. But uh, whether Trump would follow through or not, I don't know. But we have this messianic complex with Donald Trump for a lot of people. You know, Trump is the savior. Trump is the person that can that can save the United States from itself. It's the hero complex or messianic complex. I mean, it's it's what we're seeing. Now, of course, none of these people can do that. Trump said he's going to drain the swamp. He can't. The bureaucracy is too powerful and strong. There's no way to do it. I mean, this this is the dirty little secret. You can run on all these things all you want. And maybe, I mean, that's the benefit of Trump. Trump did more to expose the problems of Washington, D.C. than anyone else. I'm going to drain the swamp. No, you're not. The swamp's going to get you. And they did. Uh, you know, the swamp will take you out. They didn't like Trump in power, so they got rid of him. And they got a guy that doesn't mind the swamp, Joe Biden. Would Ron DeSantis mind the swamp? I don't know. Uh, I think DeSantis in Florida has started to clean stuff up and clean people out and do things. Um, but Florida is not the United States bureaucracy. And I've said before, and I said it on that 699 episode that we need 50 Ron DeSantises. If we had 50 Ron DeSantis's around the United States, it doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right, we had 50 governors who would stand up to the center and just say, you know, we're going to govern Florida, we're going to govern Alabama, we're going to govern Massachusetts, we're going to govern California, we're just going to do what we want. And you know what, central government, you can stick it. We would have a, a robust revival of federalism and it would be a beneficial thing for the United States. We don't need one Ron DeSantis, we need 50 of them. And if you're in a leftist state, you need one of your own Ron DeSantis on the left. And people are going to whine and complain about this on the right, but again, federalism is your shield, just like it is on the right. And all lefties and all right-wingers should bond together and say, fine, let's do all this stuff at the state level. By the middle of next summer, Trump may have stopped teasing his supporters and taken the plunge. If so the outcome of the 2024 election will be a foregone conclusion. If Trump doesn't get picked, he'll almost certainly go rogue. And in a three-way race with the former president, DeSantis will be crushed. So why did the governor decide to run? This is the question. Why did the governor decide to run? Why not just sit it out and let Trump go in and get the nomination? So, uh, Jarmuth offers three possible scenarios. The first involves the name recognition needed to become president. Desantis is well known in Florida, but not outside the state. Despite the threat of a split vote, he may be running for the national exposure he'll get as a presidential contender. So, I mean, it may not be just about 2024; it might be about 2028, or 2032, or 2036. Desantis gets some political headwind going, and he gets some. He get. He, I'm sorry, not political headwind. He gets. Some, he gets some. Some backing going. He gets some. He gets something blown in his direction, and of course. That does him well going forward, perhaps in a national political career. There's the other side of that. If you lose, then that could destroy your political career too. I mean, Americans will support people who have lost before, but it's a lot less frequent than new blood getting in there and just saying, that guy's a loser, we're not going to go with him, we want somebody else. The 2024 primaries will be an uphill fight for DeSantis, but he could lose and still gain from the experience. In the debates and on the trail, he'll tell the American people who he is and what he stands for. If he's a good salesman, millions will flock to his campaign and he'll have a base he can build on in four years, something he could never have done if he had deferred. This explanation works even if DeSantis believes Trump will win going away. So he gets the chance to go out on the campaign trail and say, "I'm Ron DeSantis, and this is what I believe." And if we got millions of people. If he's a good salesman, notice how Jarmouth talks about American politics. If he's a good salesman, if he can sell people on what he's what he's got, that's a that's an indictment of American politics. It means there's no real substance. It's just about whatever talking points you can say and what you can get people to believe, particularly. The president of the United States, which we know, by the way, constitutionally, doesn't have the power that it has. I mean, if Ron DeSantis stood up and said to me, on day one, I'm going to issue executive orders rescinding all these stupid things and cutting the power of the presidency and doing it. Well, I mean, heck, I'd vote for him every day. I mentioned this in nine presidents who screwed up in America, that the fact is what we need is some real attention paid to the powers of the executive branch. The mere fact that Joe Biden was acting as chief legislator, in this debt ceiling crisis, quote-unquote crisis, shows you where the presidency is in 2023. It's way beyond what the founding generation thought the presidency should be. The second theory for why DeSantis is running involves what Trump has done, or rather not done yet. He has not said explicitly that he'll bold if he is not picked. As mentioned, he's only implied he'll do so. Trump knows the move would help Democrats win in 2024, so why would he bolt? Rather than go rogue, he could put his party first, gracefully bow out if he's not picked, and go quietly into the night. If DeSantis believes this will happen, though, he's guilty of wishful thinking. Trump has never put his party first, and he surely wouldn't start doing so after losing the nomination. Instead, he'll just be Trump. He'll claim he got robbed, trash the DeSantis delegates for dissing him, and then run as an independent in order to punish the governor for stealing the nomination. So that could be, I mean, that's exactly what Trump would do. I, again, I think that Jarmouth is correct. If Trump does not get the nomination, there's no way he's not running third party. Trump wants to be, he believes that he should have been in the office these last few years, that he never should have been voted out. And I think that when you look at the dirty tricks the Democrats were playing, I mean, you can make that case. And there were a lot of wink, wink, nod, nod things going on in the 2020 election. That were legal, but eh, with COVID and everything else, it was uh, there were some sketchy things, a little questionable things, but again, difficult to prove. So, or they were done legally, but there was some abuse there. Consider one last reason: DeSantis doesn't seem as worried about the possibility of a split vote as he as might be expected. Maybe he thinks that if Trump isn't picked, he will bolt, but he won't get enough support to impact the outcome of the election. So maybe DeSantis thinks, well, if Trump doesn't get the nomination, he might bolt, but he's not going to get a lot of support. So Jarmusch says this, the problem with this theory should be obvious as well. Trump got 74 million votes in 2020, the second most ever in a U.S. election. According to the polls, he still has rock-solid support among 25 to 30 percent of Republicans. As a third-party candidate, he'll get at least as many votes as Ross Perot got in 1992, 19.7 million, and DeSantis will be doomed. In fact, Trump could bow out after not getting picked and DeSantis still wouldn't have a prayer against Biden nor would any other Republican. So Jarmouth is saying, no, there's no, Republicans don't have a chance. There's no chance. And uh, Trump would get maybe 20 million votes, which is uh, at least as many as 20 million votes. I mean, people are going to vote for Trump if he runs, whether he's a Democrat or independent. They want Trump. They don't care what he runs with, what party he runs with. They want Trump. So then Jarvis says prices are falling with the Fed's 10 rate, rate hikes and the Inflation Reduction Act lowering energy costs. The trend should continue through the next year. If so, Biden will easily win re-election based on a strong economy, no matter who faces he faces in the fall of 2020. That's what I just said. I'm not so certain that uh, Biden would lose in 2024, should uh, he get the nomination, which he's going to, I, I don't see a real path forward for the Republicans. They have to be perfect to, to win, and I'm not certain they can do it. They don't call it the grand old stupid party for nothing. So the question bears repeating why did DeSantis decide to run? In fact, he probably should have deferred. He won't gain anything by running unless the first theory is correct. And the exposure he gets helps him win the White House in 2028. So this guy's saying DeSantis needs to bow out now. There's no there's no benefit to DeSantis running unless it's about just getting a profile, a higher profile. But, as I said before, Americans don't like to go for losers twice. They have done it, particularly when it's a sacrificial lamb. Like in the 1950s with Adlai Stevenson running against uh, Dwight Eisenhower. We'll go with the sacrificial lamb, but um, DeSantis is seen as—I'm sorry—Biden uh, is seen as beatable. People really in the, Repo- in the Republican Party really believe they can beat Biden. He's beatable. I mean, the guy has got some real problems—cognitive problems. He's—he's problems. Uh, he's just a figurehead. I mean, he said some really stupid things. They believe they can beat him, and they think that they've got the economy and other things on their side. But I, as I said, the Democrats are going to rig it. They're going to make sure the economy isn't that bad. Uh, because they've done some, you know, smoke and mirrors, and it looks okay when the 2024 election rolls around. Even if we had a major health crisis, even if something like COVID came back, and uh, everyone thought we needed to lock down all this stuff, the Democrats won't do it because they know what that did to Trump. It beat him, and they would think that if that happened again, uh, maybe Trump could use that to his advantage and win in 2024. I don't, I don't know. I think the Democrats would still win in that scenario but certainly you have a situation where Trump probably will bolt if he's not the GOP nominee and that means Biden wins re-election. Now in in Ross Perot's case in 92, Ross Perot actually pulled votes away from both George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton. It wasn't just uh, George H.W. Bush that lost votes because of Ross Perot it's always thought well Perot destroyed the Republicans. Perot also pulled votes away from Democrats. Remember He ran twice in 92 and 96. In neither case did Clinton get over 50% of the popular vote. He was pulling votes away from Bill Clinton too. And uh, there were a lot of old kind of blue-collar Democrats that voted for Ross Perot. They didn't want to vote for George H.W. Bush because of Pat Buchanan's culture war speech. Bush was seen as establishment all the way. And so Perot represented that kind of you know, American nationalist position, maybe a national populist. He was that in 92 and 96. He just didn't win. Would have probably won in 92 if he hadn't bowed out of the election. That's the whole, That's the, That's a whole other story. Rossborough probably would have won the 92 election, had not gotten cold feet and bowed out. He was leading in the polls. He probably could have won that election, but he didn't. All right. So... I mean, I think this is interesting. I've already been on the, I mean, look, you listen to Brian McClanahan show. You're on the cutting edge of this stuff. I told you in episode 699, eight months ago, there's going to be a potentially another a third party in 2024. If Trump gets the nomination, you could see establishment Republicans trying to do this, though they would be a little more scared to do it. I don't think you're going to get anyone on the left to do it. If Trump doesn't get the nomination, Trump easily runs third party. He doesn't care about the Republican Party. Jarmuth is right. Re- Trump is not a Republican in terms of, um, you know, he he is a party man. He's not any of that. Trump is in it for Trump. And if Trump doesn't get his way, Trump is going to do whatever Trump needs to do to get Trump elected, or at least cause some problems and keep the guys that he likes, or doesn't like, his enemies out of office, like Ron DeSantis. You see? So this is a really interesting scenario to building out. I, I think, and I'm going to mark it down here, we're in June of 2023. I think that um, Trump probably still gets the nomination. And you'll have Biden v. Trump. I don't think Kennedy is, is going to make any waves for the Democrats. I think Marianne Williamson is going to make any waves for the Democrats. Uh, I don't think anyone like uh, Tulsi Gabbard is going to make any waves for the Democrats. Um, Biden's going to get the nomination... DeSantis won't win uh, and Trump's going to get the nomination again and you're going to see Biden v. Trump. And I think you're going to see Biden win that election and Trump at that point would have to go away. But I do think that in 2028, you're going to see someone like Michelle Obama run and Ron DeSantis. You know who's going to lose in that? Ron DeSantis. And as I mentioned before, even if Ron DeSantis won in 2024, He doesn't beat Michelle Obama in 2020 if she decides to run. So I think that's a real real possibility moving forward, but we'll see. All right. I'll see you tomorrow on the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.